Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Um, let's get all the I can't believe's out of the way. I can't believe uh, it's a new year. I can't believe we, I really can't believe we finished 17 regular season uh, games and weeks, which can you not believe more, Charlotte? I mean, we, we're we in a new year. We're moving on with football. Lots going on. And there's another I can't believe, too, that we won our extra points for extra pay parlay. We did it, everyone. Our third win, Ohio that's State. The one I'm, that's the one I'm most excited about. That was a personal victory. We needed that for morale. That was like, that was like, you know, the Jets heading into uh, week week 14, <laughs> week 15, being like, we just we can't have this happen. And we right. really pulled it. We pulled it together and we won for the people. Well, we got and we did win for the people. Um, we did well the first month. Right. We won two in the first month of these parlays. And then it was a dry, dry, dry stretch, Dave. And then we won. We hit it. Let me just remind people, Ohio State. That was mine. Ohio State game to go over. That was Charlotte's. Dave started us off with Alabama Notre Dame game to go under. Wasn't even really close. We killed that parlay, guys. Good job by us. And the betters won a million dollars. I'm hearing close to a million dollars on that parlay. So, first of all, I guess it shouldn't be a big surprise. We are in the 21st year of uh, of 20 uh, of uh, the 21st century now. Mm. Uh, 21, everything's coming up winter, like at the 21 table. By the way, side note, good times with uh, Cousin Sal at, at uh, about 3.30 in the a.m. sitting at uh, the 21 table over the years. <laughs> uh, um, and good times, once again, sweating it out a little bit. But as you say, that's the shocker. It feels like it was, what, two weeks ago that these final four games were played after a uh, after a pro football Sunday, the final of uh of the 2020 season ironically but um but man that was crazy stuff and we can go talk about crazy obviously we'll talk about all the crazy sunday stuff but just very quickly all the smarts a season's worth of evidence justin fields and company smoked clemson they that really was did craziness that was wild they whipped them really did it was uh you know it's funny clemson went down clemson went down and scored and then Ohio State like at third and short. And I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those. This is not even gonna be close. Put up a fight here. And boy, did they ever. Fields, I mean, we'll get to it later, but uh he put up a monstrous body of work in response, I think, to Jets fans crying about not getting Trevor Lawrence and everything. Now it's a crapshoot. Now we don't know. And by the way, he could embarrass himself against Alabama and it could all change. But um, wow, for now we have Alabama. And we have Ohio State in the finals. Dave, I don't know if either side could take a victory lap with the Cincinnati getting in fourth or the Eddie Spaghetti's of the world validating um, Notre Dame getting the fourth spot. But um, I say, who cares? We got good final. Well, I care. And we don't need to debate it, I guess, for another, what, uh, nine to 11 and a half months from now. We can mm-hmm. we can reengage in the debate about the structure of the college football playoff. But in the meantime... It, I mean, listen, it's a, I, I'm a dynasty guy. I love dynasties. Dynasties add context to the air in which we live. They provide the, the yardstick for all others to be measured by. So I'm all in favor of it. 
getting a little weird in college football. It's all consolidated in three and a half ish teams perennially. Yeah. That's getting to be a little weird when you talk about, well, there's the dynasty and there are 30 teams. There are 150 teams. We cannot perennially have it all wind up with the same three teams every year. It's going to be diminishing returns on that count. The other, the, the other uh, sourpuss remark I have is, Whatever all this Final Four thing is and college football and everything else, the one thing I'll say is it did take from us one of the two or three great days on the col- on the pro on the uh, sports calendar. New Year's Day. It just it, it's lost its no, mystique because it why? was so much better when you had five bowl games and mm. it was all settled. All hash was settled <clears throat> within like an eighteen hour window. You just can't beat that. <clears throat> But I, like I say, I don't want to get down. All right, we let's not get that. down. We've moved past we, that. Let, now let, let's, let's get another up. one of the great weekends in in uh, on the sports calendar, wild card weekend. All right, so we'll get to the NFL in a second. I just want to recap our extra points for extra pay, Paul. Like for the for the 17 weeks, I was 12 and 5, Dave was 10 and 7. Charlotte as a newcomer was a respectable 8 and 9, and we at least broke even at 3 wins at plus 500 plus 600 each. We at least broke even and that's all any gambler wants some want to win and then they get they get uh they get have greedy. other issues yeah they get greedy they have other issues too you got you got to have fun you got to break even and you got to move on now that's i'm counting it as 11 and 6 because i don't count that one with uh when they pulled Tua and and then uh the raider pulled <laughs> oh, Patrick's face mask and all that jive that <clears throat> that over doesn't count if we had won that we and we should have we would have been up like six or seven units on the year and that that was a a terrible people. But like I said, we breezed through this one. Like, not even a close one of the three. Ohio State over and uh, Alabama game under. Now, I was going to come on here, and I wanted to congratulate the NFL. And I wanted to say I was wrong. I was going to be like, <laughs> you know what? I was critical of the NFL after week probably six or seven-ish. I think you guys were with me. I'm like, they have to add a week. This is craziness with the COVID guidelines. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, they did a good job. It was out of greediness, but they got through it. They plowed through it. They didn't have to add a week. And once the Ravens got in, Dave and Charlotte, I felt nobody could really make a claim that they got screwed over. There was so much weird stuff with that Ravens-Steelers game, moving it days and days. And the AFC North and the Steelers especially uh, took the brunt of that screw job. But whatever, they're home. Um, they have a home game, the Steelers do. The Ravens got in. I'm okay with everything that happened. Denver wasn't making the playoffs. They had to start a kid who wasn't never uh, meant to be a quarterback. That sucked. But for the most part, you want high-quality games, and you want the results to be fair, right? I think we got our high-quality games. We even saw that you don't need a preseason so much. Scoring was up. People don't maybe love that. I like it. And penalties were down. So the quality of the games was there. The fairness is there. And then we got to last night. And instead of burying that stupid Eagles... um, uh, Washington game. They put it right for everyone to see on NBC and Collinsworth and Al Michaels were vomiting by the time it ended because not only was the game bad as we thought, Alex Smith was immobile as uh, we see many, many quarterbacks and uh, the Eagles couldn't get out of their own way. Then the, the, the craziness of taking Jalen Hurts out after going for it on fourth down, you don't see many instances of tanking, but this was, this was right up there. This was one of the few, and I hate the Giants, and I hate their fans more, but I felt for them, and I, I had like a sick feeling inside when I saw what the Eagles did, taking Hurts out, 
starting putting Sudfeld in. You really need to know who your second string is. No, that's for preseason next year. I, am I the only one that's uh, so upset about this? I know I'm not because I've checked Twitter, but what the hell? How could they get away with this? Should they lose a draft pick? What what should happen to the Eagles here? Something. I have, I have two. I have I have two main thoughts on okay. this. The first is that it sucked. It sucked so much watching that, um, especially if if there are any Giants fans in your life who who care about this. That was not a that was not a good showing. Um, and it was just one of those things where it, you, it felt kind of helpless watching it. You were like, oh, my God, they're really doing this. Like there's not even it wasn't fun to watch even in a train wreck kind of way because you were like, we know what's going to happen. There was no tension. There was no the, it, it just it just totally deflated the whole thing. And it felt really rude. On the other hand, I do think that to play devil's advocate, this is the Eagles playing into a system that incentivizes this. Like, I hated it. But how can you expect Peterson not to think about the draft or about keeping her healthy, which, I mean, is a, is a generous read, a flimsy excuse at best, but and saying he needed to see Sudfeld for because he deserved it because he tried. Like, Ugh. all of that is garbage. But yeah. but Peterson, but the Eagles had nothing to gain by winning. So And it, and it screws with players' incentives, so it's rude to the Eagles, and it messes with fans. And and then for Peterson to say he had the to have the audacity to say he was trying to win, it's just like the worst lie ever. However, why would Peterson, why would the Eagles put their next year's team's self-interest behind the interest of helping the Giants, a division rival? Like it it's yes, it's easy to be mad at the Eagles, but it's also like the system. Yeah, the system wasn't built for like what were they supposed to? You know, I don't know. I mean, and is sure, it the gentlemanly sportsmanlike thing in a league where sportsmanship is nothing? I think it's the way it was set up, right? I think if they go into the game and say Sudfeld's our starter and Miles Sanders is sitting and we're going to sit everybody right. who we need to sit, then it's one thing. But when they're winning the game and then they have a chance to tie the game and then they go for it as if they're trying to win the game and then they decide, well, we no longer have interest in this game. That's where things get yeah. screwy. And again, I'm hearing it from a lot of people. Well, it's not just Doug Peterson. It's the front office. You think Doug Peterson makes this decision? Well, I happen to know. I know a few front office. Nine times out of 10, they're on the same page. So I could I could, uh, I could, focus my vitriol towards Doug Peterson if I want. But Dave, <laughs> um, did it bother you? I know you're not an Eagles fan by any stretch. No, I mean, I, I have no uh, beef with the Eagles. In fact, they were 2017's America's team um, mm. before they won the Super Bowl. Um a few things. First of all, you you commended pro football for getting through the season. I think the team that I feel like is the most screwed by all this is the Buffalo Bills. That they have this magical season, then they finally get over the hump, and they have to play on wild card weekend, and they have to play the Indianapolis Colts. Why not have just made it eight weeks? Why not have had that extra layer of, uh, of a week? But okay, that's not going to happen, but it kind of feels like that would... Uh, were the Chiefs demonstratively over the course of the season worthy of getting the week off and the bills were not, I don't know. I, no, but let's could, see how it plays out. They're a juggernaut right. right now. And if they, they truck everyone like they can, they should meet the chiefs in the final, but let's, but perhaps, yeah. but yeah. 19 of the last 22 Super Bowl re, uh, representatives yeah. had a buy. And so this makes the Packers and chiefs. And I kind of am rooting for both of those to breeze to the Super Bowl, just so it makes the point like this is a little bit too tilted in favor of uh, whoever gets the number one seat. However, um, regarding the Eagles and, uh, and, and the giants, my 
sincere reaction is, I mean, I'd be P.O.'d if I was a Giants fan. And uh, as it happens, we have at extra points and minus three star producer Eddie Spaghetti, mm. who had a very rough weekend from Notre Dame <laughs> leading oh, into the Eddie, New York Giants. But, but let mm. me just say something to you before he chimes in on, oh, this, no. on any of this stuff. The thing that's great about it is, and yes, by the way, the pro football field, the the sports field is not a court of law. And so people get confused by that. Like, but that guy committed a felony. And what, who cares if Pete Rose gambled on baseball? The integrity of the game, I'm not, uh, not going to get up on Mount Pius about the integrity of the game. But the reason these commissioners um, sweat it out so badly is because it really will very quickly undermine the the sport if if there is a sense of like guys are doing things for ulterior purposes or entire teams are doing things and mm. throwing games and everything else the 1919 black Sox and so on that's why it's the same thing as the game show thing like wh- who gives a crap if a game show is fixed well as it happens when money is being exchanged yeah. it's a serious uh, it's a serious thing so um my 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 main takeaway though is at the end of it as I process it all is it's just marvelous for the rivalry. I love <laughs> rivalries, and the Eagles and Gents. I if you would have told me a decade ago, um, what what's the biggest rivalry of the NFC East from an outsider? I would have said, well, it's the Cowboys against any of the other three teams. Right, right? the Cowboys are the most hated. No, no. Talk to any Giants, Eagles, DC, or Dallas fan. They'll say, like, yeah, I think the Eagles and Giants fans hate each other the most. That's the one. And They're now, also closest in proximity, so it's right. easiest. You have the most Precisely. opportunity to hate but each the, other. But this is a That's weird thing. That's why it's thing. great. It's, yeah, so, it's hysterical. But, what but, about but, I mean, the, it's outrageous, too. <clears throat> but now there's a new rivalry between the Eagles and their own fans. <laughs> <Right>. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. do you think the fans, if they were in the stadium there, would have put up with that? What the hell would that have looked like? Out of they would wouldn't know who to throw batteries at. They would just You're be nonstop. You're so right that this is such a social media event because the it's the perfect storm. Ex- I, I, boy, I hadn't thought about that, Sal. You're so right. They would yeah. have booed the crap out of Doug Peterson. Of course, it would have played. But as Eagles fans looked at Twitter and saw how upset Giants fans right. were. Now it's now it's right. morphed into this is the greatest. <laughs> Look how mad the Giants fans are. I'm glad we did this, but they wouldn't have been happy at all. Well, it, it it really isn't. It really was a crazy thing, and I wonder like what what's the league exactly gonna do about this? But you kind of can't. You, you can't. And we're, and we're from doing this. You can't. We're, let that we're used to it in basketball, right? Charlotte, right. Mm-hmm. not you, Charlotte, but the Hornets. And in, in uh, you know, in in April, we'll lose by thirty to a team that like Denver that needs to win to make the play, whatever. And it's like, oh, well, that sucked. But our eyes are used to it. We're not used to it in a football game. We're certainly not used to Collinsworth and Michaels breaking down and being like, I don't know if this is right. I, I mean, they it's like had a they had an <clears throat> existential crisis. These guys are paid to make the best of the game. Troy Aikman's of the world. They're like Dallas can make some hey in the playoffs if that like you have to keep eyeballs on the screen which i don't think is as necessary as it's been because people are gambling on the games people have their fantasy players in games we got you chris al troy good good job uh, tony romo but people are watching the games anyway you don't have to go that crazy over the top anymore but to go the other way with it it really means it's something something weird has happened yes and speaking of wild, Eddie, as Dave pointed out, you had a wild weekend. Um, Notre Dame, I don't think you had too many high hopes for them. They lost. <laughs> then the Giants win. 
You're excited <laughs> about that for a minute <clears throat> until the Eagles decide to play uh, Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a ton of faith at all, really, in Notre Dame. I, I was right and said they would cover, uh, which they did. But, uh, yeah, yesterday was as bad as it gets, really, with the, the Giants game. The, my my issue, um, and I, I don't care, Sal, you said it best, about, uh, you know, just, like, not this thing I care about integrity. What I care about is, like, it now affects the outcome of another game. The Cowboys, your Cowboys played my Giants. But, like, what happens if Zeke went down with an ACL or Dalen Jones, you know, broke a bone? Yeah, and right. then you're now essentially saying that game didn't matter if – the the Washington FT was going to come out with that performance anyway versus the, the Eagles who were laying down like it, it affects the outcomes of the game so I had an issue with that but weirdly enough I think after going to bed at three o'clock in the morning as I kept replaying every single thing over my head um, <laughs> I think it actually does benefit the Giants so going forward it's not the worst thing in the world the the FT now is picking 19th at yeah. best if they get housed by by uh, Tom Brady in in the Bucks so they need a quarterback right. that screws them up the Eagles are just a total mess right now I mean why you're going to put in Sudfeld when you had Jalen Hurts, who is the reason why you have an issue now with Carson Wentz. You're a very expensive quarterback. To me, it makes no sense. It's an awful excuse. And I'm sorry, Doug Peterson, we do not buy that. So they're they're in a bunch of turmoil. And really, I think, you know, if the Dallas Cowboys could figure out the whole situation with Dak, the two best-looking teams right now in the division are the Giants and the Cowboys. So I'm not entirely upset with it. You have the 11th pick, but it was just a um, – it was not a good way to end, end the game. <laughs> <laughs> I want anger. I want frustration. I, I want We're you all, calling it, for blood. <laughs> well, there's, nothing I could do, there's nothing I could do about it. I mean, like again, like Sal. Well, I know before, there's nothing you could do about it. They should have. They should have started. They should have started subfold from the start. Um, right. Don't play Hurts. Don't put him in the fourth quarter after you try to go for the lead. Uh, and playing guys like you know coming on saying they played Darius Slay and they played uh, uh, you know the other top Brandon Graham like because right. they he was like Ertz players. was out there. Ertz was out yeah. there, and yeah. I was like, yeah. no one. He's, he's the tight end too. It doesn't matter now. Goddard's the better player. It's it was it's a joke. I mean they're they're a mess though. The Eagles. So I'm really I actually I'm really happy about that that they're locking. <laughs> I like. There's nothing I could do about it. I kind of like that. I do. Well, it's funny because it implies that, that as a fan, there's ever anything anyone I know. can do about it. I know. You know? It's funny. <laughs> if we can keep <laughs> that in the back night. of our minds, we're good, right? For everything. <laughs> last night on a text chain about all this, compared himself to Jon Snow. <laughs> Jon Snow, the last line of defense against the White Walkers. What? <laughs> He's a handsome devil. There, I, I see the comparison a little bit. All right, Eddie, let me put things in perspective. When Wayne Gallman fumbled that ball, where he should have like taken a knee once he broke the tackle or whatever, uh, as angry as you were there while they try to figure out whose ball it was, 100x for the Washington uh, the debacle, what happened with Philly. That's how angry you should have been. I'm glad you're, you're, a, you're a sane person and you're okay with it now, Monday morning, um, some whatever, uh, 12 hours later. There's nothing he can is, do about it. That's cool. true. And then you realize there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> besides, yeah, besides, I can't do anything about it. Um, and I don't think the Giants would have won versus the, the Buccaneers because they are playing pretty good football right, right now. But it would have been a really fun to have Brady come to New York just for that narrative. And hopefully Leonard Williams would have got a couple good shots in on him. And uh, But they yeah, they still would have lost the game. And like I said, I think for the franchise, picking 11th is a lot better. So uh, after hours and hours and hours of replaying it in my head of what could have changed or why the Eagles yeah. are worst thing to happen to NFL. Uh, I actually am okay with it now Monday morning. All right. You should be <laughs> Can out I for chime blood. in as a Pats fan here? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. 
I went full on. I got like really nihilistic and I was like, all I want is for the Giants to win so that they can knock Tom Brady out of out of the playoffs and we can and and like everybody can suffer. Like I mm-hmm. just didn't I could, you know, and then some I, I texted that to someone and they were like, can you reread that again and like go take a walk and think about <laughs> some things? And I was like, no, I'm hurt and I'm lashing out and this is how I feel. So that's why I was pissed. Well, let, let's take it while we, we have Bucks and Brady and, and that Washington fiasco in our minds. Let's uh, Fandle has that line. That's a Saturday night game. The Bucks are a seven and a half point favorite. Forty five and a half is the over under over the Washington team. We talked about this game all year long. This is going to be the four or five matchup. Who's the lucky wildcard team in the NFC that goes to the pathetic uh, NFC East champions home and gets to play them? What's that line going to be between seven and ten? There it is. Seven and a half. Charlotte, you're now used to it. 17 weeks with uh, Tom wearing Tampa Bay uh, colors. Yeah. Um, is it going to be a different situation for you seeing him win in the playoffs? Yeah. Or it is. Okay. It's going to suck. It's yeah. going to be awful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be off. Like yesterday, I saw you know his he connects with Antonio Brown, and I was just I just I was just like off oh, like I hate it. I hate it. Sucks. I don't know whether there are Pats fans out there who are honestly happy for him. I hope there are because, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm just, I feel like he, I feel abandoned. I feel, um, it's not fun watching him succeed with another team. Are you kidding me? Like, am I supposed, how much, I don't know. I just I'm wonder if you're used I'm to it. If, yeah. If, or if there's a different level now that if he wins a playoff game with the team, that's not the Patriots. Yeah. If it would uh, suck way more. Yeah. Even right. I guess the book, yeah. It well, would suck, but there's no way. But wait, hold on. Is there, anything you could, is there anything you could do? With it? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, in this case, there is David, I, we, we went I for can... the same joke. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let there's me nothing. say this. First of all, dreadful, dreadful, representative of the NFC side of the ledger. The AFC side is juicy. I mean, every game is fascinating in wildcard weekend. Yeah. It's really hard to divine who's going to straight up win them, let alone uh, look at the numbers on it. The NFC side is rubbish, represented by the terrible uniform matchup of the Buccaneer. <laughs> I mean, that that color clash is going to be hard to look at. But anyhow, um, I think it's what what I think is really kind of intriguing about uh, Brady and the Bucks is they were the Brady's move and everything else. You guys heard about that. It, it was mm. uh, the story of the offseason. And in a weird way, it's kind of a B story, a C story of the season, right? We've kind of we've kind of gotten swept up in the resurgent Aaron Rodgers and wow, DK Metcalf and look out for that team and Alvin Kamara is dynamite and he's covering up the lack of Michael. Ty- All these stories and it's kind of like, oh yeah, Tom Brady. What if he goes to the Super Bowl at forty three? What if he really does that? What if it winds up that Tom Brady ends up still the biggest story because you you can spin it how you want. He is not that has that team that guy has not been the story of the season as we expected it to be, and yet there's a real path for them. <clears throat> On what now? I will say very quickly, Devils Damashecking all of this is. The matchup makes the fight, and that front four, Washington, Tom Brady does not want that contact at 43. And so right. this that could, could be, be the thing. That We've seen him it. in the cold. We've seen him with happy feet. Maybe this is, he doesn't this want is the that. team to we do it. We know that. We, we know right. that. But 
On the other hand, if he wins, it's very likely based on the seedings and the the fraudulence of the lower seeds that it's Brady at Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau right. in the divisional round. And then three words, ooh, la, and la. And also, <laughs> eek for Aaron Rodgers, because that will be all the pressure on him. That w- See, He'll be minus seven with old man Brady rolling uh, in, minus six. Well, let's see what they right do. Right in the round there. But- uh, see, I think it takes over. I think I think there's a swell uh, and the and the uh, and the and it, it, the tide turns towards Brady. Then I think that's where Rogers sneaks in under the radar. There, if you have Tampa huh. at Green Bay, I think oh, like this Tampa team is for real and they mean business and they go to Green Bay and Lambeau. That's it, David. The AFC vastly better games this week. But if you can get to that second round without upsets. You got Russ against Breeze, and you got Brady against Rodgers. Uh, Go away, Bears. No one wants it. Go away, Washington. <laughs> Cute story with Alex Smith and everything, right. but we don't. There's no, no one way wants those it. guys actually make it through, though. There's, I mean, it could there could be some fluke, but I just don't see. I know. I, I was thinking that between everything with upsets and COVID, like how do you keep that slate pristine? How do you do it? What do you do with COVID anyway? Do these guys practice at all this week? There's nothing. Should they you stay can home. Do. No, no, but do, do they stay home? Do they even You're practice once? You're going to be sick of that joke in 11 minutes. I love it. I love it. Is there anything? There's nothing do you we practice can do at all? Aaron Rodgers said, they, they said, what do you have? What, what, what message do you have for your team after he beat the Bears? And he said, don't get COVID. And that's it. He said it. that? He said it. And it's a joke. It's, you know, it sounds funny, but God damn it. That's the no, only like, thing. No, seriously, don't get COVID. That's it. Stay home. But then what do they do? Do they not practice this week? I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know to get one well, or two practices. I mean, in. listen, you, you just uh, put everybody in a in a hermetically sealed bubble and like put them in storage for yeah. a week, and then honestly, right, I know what Patrick you're getting Mahomes at, screws Sal. us up. Like I so know what you're getting at, COVID, and fine, yeah. I'll talk about it. The Steelers got screwed again by COVID. All they, right. Now Joe Hayden is not going to get the play, but because it's on Sunday rather than Saturday, the Browns do get Denzel Ward back. And right. so that's a, that flip is not insignificant in this matchup um, in Pittsburgh. But if you want to stay on the AFC, I, no, no, on I the do. NFC side, we can. Let, we can let's jump to there. your game. Pittsburgh minus three and a half over Cleveland. That's uh, the Sunday night, a Sunday night playoff game. That is fun. That's fun. That's not a Super Bowl. I mean, we have not seen that, right? I Pittsburgh minus three and a half over Cleveland. Forty six and a half is the over under. Very weird stuff now with this Steelers team. They could have not. Well, I guess they wouldn't have knocked the Browns out, right? Because the Dolphins had lost. So even had the Steelers lost, the Browns would have been in. Am I, I wrong I'll about tell that? You, I, I think that's right. One thing that is one thing that is almost bulletproof solid is that if I speculate about <laughs> if this team loses and that team wins, this is the result. I'm, right, I'm going right. to be wrong about how it seeds out. I, I'm bad at my the AFC too. was just so crazy. It was just I have a chart in front of me. I think they would have. I I actually. I don't know. I think that they would have put the Browns out. The Browns, maybe not. What, I think they put the Browns out, though. I think I'm. I'm pretty sure because the this Colts is the chart Titans, I was staring at all night perfect, with the perfect. AFC. Oh this my is god! It. It's like There's a computer. There are computer systems that will solve this for you um, <laughs> as well. But yeah, I still fail with those. So, but anyway, I think that because the Titans and Colts both won, I think the Browns would have been out. With so the wait, goal, even with I think you're right. I'm wrong. So this is what we're looking at. If Buffalo had won, they did. If Baltimore had won, they did. Tennessee, Indy wins, and Pittsburgh wins. Yes, 
Miami would have gotten the seven. You seat. talk about you talk about yeah. neighborhood bully versus you know global one. Um, no, nobody was talking about that. I just brought <laughs> it up. But um, the older I get, and maybe it makes me yeah, turning into a bitter old man. I you know I kind of the things would have to go so uh, perfectly for the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. I kind of am am reacting to um to the to the sure thing a little bit. If they could have knocked the Browns out of the playoffs with Mason Rudolph starting mm. in Cleveland, boy, that would have been funny as hell. That would have been really funny. If yeah. they would have rallied from 14 or whatever they were down and they uh, 14 if they would have pulled that rally off and beaten the Browns and knocked them out of the playoffs with everything going for Cleveland the way it was two weeks ago and they were in the playoffs by everyone's evaluation, if they would have blown it by losing to the Jets and then Mason Rudolph, oh, how we could have laughed about that, even though I think it nah, would have meant the Colts it, at Pittsburgh, and I wouldn't want that matchup. That's what it would have meant. 3-6 would have been But Colts, it still would have kind of been Pittsburgh. worth it just to, just to get the Browns out of there. I want to stand up for the Browns for a second. You would have done the Bills a favor because they would have had to play the Dolphins, which is the worst Correct. team. But yeah, right. Go ahead, Charles. And now they're I in think trouble. We got, I think, ahead. look, the Browns, they're, they're in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Mm-hmm. You can you for you, Dave. Maybe it would have been funny for so many people. It would have been so much more heartbreak. They've earned this. They need something good. <laughs> you can't be that selfish to start off twenty twenty one. Let the yeah. Browns have this. No, I don't want to listen. Fine, as long as this is where it ends. That I, I mean, if they win on Sunday night, now you, you see, Charlotte. What I'm trying to do is protect against. The, the the true devastation, the true apocalypse, is which if is the losing, Browns beat you on Sunday, losing mm. a playoff game to the Browns. That's where it really gets sideways. Fine, I don't care. Let let the Cleveland. I have uh, Browns fans, pals. Good for you to make the playoffs. It's another matter if you come into Pittsburgh with now. You're the now, one who said that you think that you know now Giants Eagles. It sets it up for a great rivalry. Nothing would ignite a rivalry more than the Steelers well, and the Browns. But this, that's, that's right. the point. This has never been a rivalry. But that's this could well, be. It could be. Rival. It could that's be true. the start of right. One. That's why I don't want it now. That's why I don't <laughs> want that. That's why I want to avoid it. Okay. However, All let right. me say this to you. I think, as I said earlier, the team that really got screwed out of this new seventeen playoff thing is the Bills more than any other team out there. And um, I really think that the I, I mean that the, that the Bills play the Colts with the way Jonathan Taylor's going now. I really that's the one out of the three. I mean, I'm nervous. Brown Steelers, obviously, for the black and gold purposes. I feel like the Ravens are going to take care of the Titans this year, not because of uh um, revenge or anything else. I think the Ravens are rolling. They're getting healthy mm. at the right time. And it's not as much about Lamar Jackson in the offense. It's about the defense. I know I'm a broken record about that, but I really, really don't think that the Chiefs want to see the Ravens in, in the divisional round in Arrowhead, and it could possibly go that way. However, I also could see the Colts going into Buffalo and knocking them off. Man, that is that that is a tough draw for the wild yeah, well, card the weekend AFC's when you're the good. Bills. Every matchup is good in the AFC. Yeah. There's no denying that. I'm not going to pick the Colts over the I, I'm I'm terrified of the Colts, and also I want to bet against them because I see the, they, they get like 30, 40-minute stretches where they're just like, oh, my God, what is this team doing? This looks like a five-win team, but you're right. Playoff built Jonathan Taylor. They seem to get out of the gates early, good, winning, beating everybody, and then something weird happens. Um, I'm not giving up on the Bills. I think they are the team to beat. Uh, I fight with Chiefs fans about this. I think right now they're the team to beat. They're plus 750 
to win the Super Bowl. They're laying seven points what are the at Chiefs? home in that Shakey's game. Uh, what what are the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? They're plus 220. So the Chiefs are plus 220 heading into this uh, playoff. Uh, Green Bay plus 480. Bills, like as I mentioned, plus 750. New Orleans plus 750. Tampa 10 to 1. And Baltimore 11. Seattle 13 to 1. Then it gets uh, it gets a uh, little wide. But um, they better, they better. T- I mean, I they, they the back end of the Bills defense can turn mm-hmm. over Phil Rivers, and they're gonna have to, I kind of think. Do they have enough at pass rush? The Bills are a great story, and even in the QB league, and even though we saw the Chiefs with that overwhelming generational mm. offense that they were able to survive and win the Super Bowl last year. But I know it's lame to say it's an old man thing to say, but really, who have which are the teams that have the really potentially dominant defenses? And I and I know we've seen the Colts, you know, be had in, in recent uh, in recent games here, but I I like the way that defense is constituted. They could get on a run with Jonathan Taylor. I know it's, but it is the story oldest time. If you can grind the team on the ground and turn yeah. them over, I kind of like that Colts team a lot. I could see that. I do too. I think they got the bad draw. They obviously got the bad draw going to Buffalo. That's the Shakey's game, Dave. I predicted the Shakey's game. To me, that's the most exciting thing I could do. Predict the Shakey's game. That's What's the, the game. What's the Shakey's game? The Shakey's, the Shakey's game, is, game now. Oh. <laughs> our West Coast Fantasy League would um we would turn over the trophy when there was a trophy. We would um settle well, our Dave finances. It in his car. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what he says. Who knows? It's but we mine would go to, to do Shakey's. with what I please. It's in my house every year for the last decade <laughs> already. What, I don't what, know if that's true. Do? I don't know. You want to be accurate? I don't know where it is, but it's mine to do with what I please, is the mm. point. Um Shakey's and Q's. Terrible. Now, don't make this a bad offer. It's a dive Pittsburgh. It's a dive Pittsburgh. They're all dive. It's a dive uh, pizza restaurant here in Hollywood. And and the one in Hollywood is especially sketchy. And yet, even though we're of uh, of decent means, we choose to go to Shakey's uh, for the mojo potatoes and just for the uh, what you know, we have John Ham at, at this at the Shakey's. It's ridiculous. Well, the reason is, is because on in uh, in Hollywood, um, the Shakey's has uh, has that sign as the you know, market like yeah. happy. Happy birthday. Happy eighth birthday, Devin. Like you see mm-hmm. that. It's like, that's a great thing is you can put up. Congratulations to the champ on the shaky mm-hmm. uh, board outside. That's the, it's a lure. Right. Uh, and anyway, uh, well, we have news to, to mention in a second, but yes, that, that's where we go, Charlotte, to watch the okay. first playoff game every year. And it's usually the worst game. They try to make it the AFC South winner. If they can, uh, Matt Schaub, uh, Andy Dalton has played in this game many times, but this year it's a good one. Buffalo at Indianapolis. All right, Charlotte's got breaking news. Uh, the Chargers fired Anthony Lynn. Come on. Is there anything to Eddie we could- Spaghetti. He said that to everyone in the chat. Hold on, Eddie. Is there anything we could do about it or it's too late? They already gave it. He packed the stuff. It's over, huh? There's nothing Anthony Lynn could do about <laughs> saving his job. He, and nothing that I could do personally either. All right. Uh, so, well, I mean, failed you, Lynn. do we know anything else? Is there any more information? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, I feel bad, but I'm not I surprised. I feel bad for him. I knew you would feel bad, but they and they've won four. <laughs> I, I something told me. I'm like, oh shit. When this news breaks, Charlotte's gonna feel bad. Charlotte's gonna feel bad. And then what the hell do we do? Um, he won four in a row, right? Yeah. To end the season. Uh he lost some miserable games. Miserable, like crazy ass games that you've never would imagine anyone losing. Uh, is there a hard knocks jinx? <laughs> I, I guess it's all a hard knocks jinx, right? Well, ha- who? Okay, so the last hard knocks, it was so it Chargers was the Rams fired. as well. 
He should have lost his shirt. Mm. So McVeigh is safe. <laughs> Who was it? Browns last year, or am I getting all? Uh, three years ago, Freddie no, Kitchens got fired ago. after that. Oh, Raiders. Yeah. Oh, John Gruden kept his job. So it was Raiders, right? Last Antonio year. Yeah. Brown, all that. Right. Yeah. yeah there's always a oh character God, from I it. Not, about that. not necessarily the coach, but Antonio Brown had the jinx before collecting on a bonus yesterday, thanks to Tampa. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Back to um, hmm. That's interesting with with Anthony Lynn. I actually I'm didn't not, think it's not would, a surprise. No, it's I not. Maybe I just would have saved it, right? Yeah, they'd save it. And also, who's going to replace Black him? Monday. That's the whole thing. Let yep. me say this. Let me say this to you because it's retroactive and there's no way you can tell me I'm wrong, even though Chiefs fans will will not like me saying this if they care uh, at all about it since it's retrospective. I think that even if the Chiefs would have tried in week 17, I think that Chargers team would have beaten them. And I think Bills and Steelers fans should be really frustrated that at some point as they as they drag their feet to the finish line, the Chiefs, it's a shame they didn't lose one more game, that that Falcons game in Week 16 didn't go the Falcons' way just right. to force the Chiefs to try to win that number one seed. I think it would have further exposed that they're very good, obviously 15 and the weapons he has around them are mighty and they're still the prohibitive favorite. But if you would have had them have to play in Wild Card Weekend, Boy, the AFC then becomes even juicier. I really do think that Justin Herbert, I think whoever lands in that spot, uh, you know, people love to do around this time of year. Which which team would you most want to take over for if you were offered all the head coaching gigs? It's the Chargers, and it's because of Justin Herbert, right? Well, what are the, I mean, not the Jets. You wouldn't want the Jets. You wouldn't want Atlanta. <laughs> do you want you Justin Fields? Do you want to take over with Justin Fields there? Or do you want to take over for Sam Darnold? And if they take uh, Penny Sewell to go on the other side of, of Beckton, yeah. then all of a sudden you have these two you, these two towers uh, protecting the franchise. I don't franchise know. I, I look at the, the rest of the division. I, th I think the Bills are the shit for a while now, just like the Patriots were. So that's... That's what's tough with this. Uh, yeah, no, the Chargers, that's the job. That's the good job to have. By the I way, I keep saying this where Herbert's concerned. They can get a wild card. Yeah, I, uh, People like to, um, excuse me, he's just a rookie. There's plenty of time for Tua to turn it around. Mm -hmm. Fair. Is there anyone who wants to stand up right now for Tua over Herbert, though? Tua has plenty of time to turn his career around, obviously, and be great and everything else. But at this, at this very moment, is there anyone who is straight up, like you can have one of these two QBs, you would definitely take Herbert. And I think you'd take Herbert over Burrow as well at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's close between Herbert and Burrow. And two is a distant, distant third if they're going to baby him like they were. I have people saying, like, what's the matter? I, I thought he was a great college quarterback. I'm like, yeah, he would scramble on third and mid-range. Like, he doesn't run. He doesn't use his feet. I, I don't know what the – maybe his save, that hip injury is, uh, is more – you know, prominent that we want to mow. Mm -hmm. They wanted that baby right. and they're protecting him, but this is not the guy they drafted. No way. And I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. Flores can't win coach of the no year. Way. No way. No way. They got, they got shamed. They, they yeah. got, they got destroyed Who in a game it? that they had to have. McDermott, right? Bills McDermott. Uh, you I can say Stefanski. Stefanski. Yeah. I like McDermott here. I don't know. But yes, uh, if you have a chance to make the playoffs and, your team allows 56 points to a team that's kind of trying, but not really. You can't win coach of the year. Spaghetti Let's wants to give it to Joe Judge. I want to give it to Mike Tomlin. I mean, that <laughs> for over the two-year body of work.
you know, I mean, they, they, if they had knocked the Browns out of the playoffs, it then becomes very interesting if the Steelers are 13 and three and they just eliminated Kevin Stefanski's team. Coach Tomlin kind of would deserve some buzz if Mason Rudolph got over on that. But yeah, anyway. maybe. And you, know, you can always make the case for uh, Andy Reid, although I think post um, foggy windshield face shield, I think he didn't do a great job. Right before then, I think he was right in line to win that. But once he went to like the the speedo version of the mask, whatever he did, things uh, things weren't great. Chiefs. Were I know we have a lot to today. talk about, but it's these things are fun to speculate on. I'll start mm. with you, Sal. Mm. Best Super Bowl matchup. What's the best Super Bowl right now? Yes, Cowboys. No, in four and a half years. <laughs> yes, the in in three Cowboys. or four weeks. <laughs> The best game or the most exciting? The best well, game I don't might know not how be. You want to measure that? It like might the not week be leading up or. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is boring, but I think the one seeds would be the best game. I think Packers and uh, Chiefs. Um, I want Packers that... Bills. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good too. I want to put a little money on on that. But that's uh, the fan baseball. That's, that's a the fun, fun one. That's a fun game. That's yeah. the one where you root for, like, although then it would be sad if the Bills lost to the Packers, but those those two fan bases are delight are, are comprised of delightful people. So Yeah, but you can't it, you can't beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl as a storyline. No, if we how many times do we have to tell that same story? It would be I mean, I'm telling you. You can't though, beat it. In Tampa, the game would be in Tampa. If what the if you Bills get a rematch? Brady. That's why am too. I so why am I like this? I feel <laughs> ugly. I feel ugly. What? Well, because you, you're Why wrong. Because you, because uh, the Sonic Award for the sports town whose fans suffered the most in the calendar year, of course, went to Boston in 2020. Mm. There were so many, and then Zdeno uh, Chara kicks off the new year by moving to Washington D.C. Everyone's yeah. ditching town. Tom Brady ditched. Mookie Betts ditched. The Boston teams all suck. What's you your know. Dave? What's yours then? Best Super Bowl. I mean, Steelers against anyone. What do you mean? <laughs> Steelers against uh, against Washington. Revenge game. for what? Hold they, on. I thought we weren't talking four years from now. I thought no, you said right. this year. That's, okay. that's true. All right. Real um, quick. Who would you I, most I, like the Steelers to face? I'd love and for beat. the Bills. I mean, listen, I'd love to see the Bills win a Super Bowl. It would, their mm. fans deserve it. I mean, you know, Browns and Jets mm. and whatever. But I mean, the Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. If you were alive and rooting for the Bills and then you go into a long yeah. stretch of darkness. I mean, that, that I, I don't know what's caused more pain to a fan base than, than the last quarter century, 30 years uh, than the, than those bills fans have suffered. I guess like you say though. Yeah, you're right. So I, you know, Russ against Allen, you can almost not screw it up. All those go away bears, go get, away, get Washington, go away Titans. Yeah. I, I know people like the Titans. I, I, I'm not an enthusiast uh, with, with about them. Any other teams, aside from the three I just named, makes for a juicy Super Bowl. If the Browns get there, it's great. If they, if Phil Rivers gets there, it's ah, wonderful. Browns. Jim Cunningham, I'd like you to clip that um, the last 30 seconds where Dave is saying, oh, if the Bills, they deserve a Super Bowl for when the Bills beat the Steelers next weekend, whatever that is. Uh, and he's uh, he's beside himself. We're going to remind him that this is the desired hey, listen, result. Let me just make something clear. I declared mm -hmm. them America's Team 2020. You know that. I ride right. with the Buffalo Bills. However, go. when push comes to shove, black and gold over red, white, and blue. That's how, right. that's, oh how, that's how that's how I'm built. That's how I'm wired. Apology, not coming. All right, so Jim, again, before the push comes to shove comment, that's the one we want to clip boy, where we said he's <laughs> declaring this. Um, and, but when, when is John Wolford going to get his Super Bowl? 
right? Yeah. The Rams. Yeah. Amen. Want to go over a couple of these real quick. <laughs> Rams are a four and a half point underdog to the Seahawks. 42 and a half is the over under. This is the Saturday afternoon affair. Dave, I said I didn't want to see this again. Let the Saints play one of these teams or something. I don't want to see this. You were right. Game three of this, and especially with both teams uh, not at full strength. Although the odds makers, FanDuel, said, well, we don't care who's starting. We're hanging a four and a half on this. Doesn't matter. Wolford, Goff. You guys straight sort that out by uh Wolford or Jared Goff playing with JPP's hand. I mean it's it, 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 <laughs> it either way, yeah. Listen, I, I like round three in the playoffs because you know, like the, there's no secrets between these two teams. It's whoever executes and all that kind of jive. But it, it's the Ram Let them both the win to get exciting, there. Right. right? I mean, and 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 also that's another thing as we launch into these playoffs. A team that everybody loves to watch year in and year out because of Russell Wilson, everything. What's going on with the Seahawks? Like, why, why are they not good anymore? Why, why can their offense not nah, do nah, anything? Nah. It's a little weird. I, I'd be more excited about the NFC side. Well, that's what again, I'm saying. Let's no, not go we, to sleep on Russ because maybe you're, you're, he can. Turn yeah, but it we, we've seen now Jalen Ramsey shuts down DK Metcalf. So, and it seems like some other teams are now being able uh, are able right. to do it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't care to see a 1916 game between those two again. What well, but saying, in so? my defense oh. about saying I like Seahawks Rams in the playoffs, they, the other matchups stink too. Bears, that's yeah. who the Saints draw. The football gods have smiled on Drew Brees. Well, Arizona, I mean, people love Tua. People are taking flyers on Tua and Kyler Murray in the Super Bowl and Kyler Murray MVP and all this other stuff. And those teams didn't even make the playoffs. But, but that, that's what happened. Kyler Murray crumbled. The Arizona crumbled. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury crumbled, lost to some bums at the end of the year, and they couldn't make the playoffs. But Charlotte, you were going to say? Oh, this is a very important point that I think Wolford looks like he belongs in Mumford and Sons. Like <laughs> Wolford and Sons. He looks like a sort of folk, not quite indie, too mainstream. Let me see. Let me see. Producer yeah. Jim Cunningham's younger hipster brother. Oh, mm-hmm. is that right? No, even hipper brother. Like no, oh, Charlotte well, doesn't want. She well, doesn't Charlotte want to knows come. the whole family. Obviously, she's been introduced. <laughs> you have to do that. Wait a minute. He had a LinkedIn page or something. We we made fun of it. Yeah, on he was Fox. taking. He was studying for accounting. Right. He was taking accounting classes. Oh wow! All right. So let's see. You're saying Wolford and Sons? Oh, now I can't. Oh yeah, his a name's bit. Uh, Jim's younger hipper brother is named Grayson. <laughs> and uh, they met at an Easter brunch, you know, when they when they announced the big news, when the families all got That's together right. for the first you time and ate oysters together. You love the Grayson, yeah. Um, Grayson, <laughs> Jesus, what? A, Where did Grayson come from? Why? Well, I had narrative no idea. I didn't see coming in 2020 was that I would I would be engaged to a, a guy in a Hurley shirt from a meme. So I'm hey, the heart keep... the heart wants what it wants. Don't I actually knew that was coming. I didn't want to did blow you? it. For I wish it. You yeah, I didn't want to mention. Nah, no. Nah, some would things have been are nice. better surprises. Would have been nice, Sal. Um, we're going to hit all these games as the week goes on. We hit the Bucks, Seahawks, Bills, uh, Pittsburgh. We talked about New Orleans, nine and a half over Chicago. That seems to be a mess. I, that would be the team. I've just lost so much money on New Orleans in the past, in the playoffs, in the Dome, that I don't want to touch it. And I, I don't know that Trubisky could keep up with uh, Breeze when he's at its best, at his best. But um not I'm not buying it Monday before, Too dangerous. before the week anyway. The weird thing though is, and Dave, you love this Ravens team. We touched on it a little bit. They're a three and a half point favorite at Tennessee, over under 54 and a half. Uh, I'm with you that Tennessee, maybe they get by this game, but 
I don't think they win two in a row with this. I, with this I, defense. Of all the team, I know. I, I think the biggest uh, chasm uh, between collective wisdom and Dave is that um, that the Titans are a dangerous team because of what they did a full year ago. They have right. no defense. How I mean, they're not going. They they just cannot run the table. They cannot win three games in the mighty AFC and get to the Super Bowl. I, I they. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I get that obviously Derrick Henry's doing remarkable stuff and off of that play action, Ryan Tannehill looks good and A.J. Brown is, I mean, is a rugged, rugged pass catcher and all that, but they just have no defense. Uh, yeah. Where are they going with, with with that? I think the Ravens are, are going to beat them up, and maybe there is, I don't know, pro football players. There's some revenge factor. Your pal Jeff Schwartz was saying that I'm surprised by the that uh, the road team that the Ravens are are giving three and a half. Not me. I mean, the, I, 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 know I think it's a little rich. I think the rich. It's rich. imperfect. It's imperfect to be a pro football team in the 21st century whose uh, kryptonite is, hey, uh, they can't come from behind. That that's mm. a, I agree. That's that's bad. But as long as the Titans don't jump them and get up 14 nothing, as long as they can avoid that legitimate possibility, I think the Ravens beat them by a touchdown. Mm. It's not like basketball where it's tough to, you know, it's like, uh, you're going to go to the opposing team's home and beat the best player on the floor. It's what it feels like with Derrick Henry. The guy does not slow down. We'll talk about him in a minute, but over 2,000 yards. They could have made this a, a, a running back's year and given MVP to Derrick Henry, 2K plus, and Offensive Rookie of the Year to Jonathan Taylor, who just lit it up towards the end, but it's not, it's not going to be that. Uh, I do want to talk about, you guys need to listen up. I don't know if anyone's been listening um, right up to now, but they should start now because I have the perfect way to make the playoffs even more exciting this weekend. It's called the Same Game Parlay Bet, only available on FanDuel Sportsbook. The Same Game Parlay lets you combine multiple bets from a single game for an even bigger win during the wild card round. You can combine the money line, the over-under, and all player props all in one parlay. And best of all, FanDuel is letting you place a same-game parlay risk-free. All FanDuel customers, you can get up to $10 back on your bet if you don't win. Playoffs are perfect time to give it a shot. Just one of the many ways you can win on FanDuel. Hit us up, FanDuel.com slash extra points so they know we sent you. Yeah, you could take uh, you could take the Ravens. You could take the over in that game and Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown to run one in, and you would get Close to like 10 to 1 odds, I think, for something like that. There you go. FanDuel.com slash extra points. Hit your same game parlays. Get $10 back, win or lose. Um, I want to talk MVP real quick because we we discussed. I just said Derrick Henry over 2,000 yards. It's still Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I made a mistake. I screwed up. I said this was Mahomes' trophy to win. I said four weeks ago. I said he has to play one more week, and that's it. Uh, all they did was win, 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 but he did not put up the numbers necessary according to the odds makers because Aaron Rodgers is minus 400. Does anyone have a problem with that? Or does Mahomes sneak in? Or does Tom Brady, who had 1,056 yards in the last two weeks, 40 touchdowns, 4,600 yards, I bet he gets some votes. What do you guys think? I don't Aaron think Rogers? that's enough for what Brady did I don't think the past two weeks of what Brady did as impressive as it's been is as impressive as how consistent Rogers has been. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he is 48 
touchdown passes this season, fifth most in a season in NFL history, and any other player with 48 or more all won MVP that season. It just feels like he's been quietly out there absolutely destroying everybody and doing it regularly, almost to the point so well that, like, I think we've been we pay attention on some level or at least I started to to Tom Brady's amazing numbers the past two weeks because they hadn't been that way. But Rodgers is just like very consistent. He had one fall apart against the Bucs. And other than that, I think I mean, I do think that Derrick Henry's it would be very cool if they gave him MVP. I still think he's been the if you're doing it by value, like value to a team, the Titans would not be anywhere near where they are without Derrick Henry. Granted, Packers wouldn't be there, but. I don't know if you're ever going to give it to a running back, give it to Derrick Henry this year. I mean, absolutely. That's the, and Dave, you're maybe We keep waiting for him to slow down. He's like work as a workhorse, right? He's pulling double shifts every week. He just gets better as the games go on. Like as a game goes on, he gets better instead of getting tired. As the game goes on, as it gets colder, it's crazy what he's doing. Um, Well, I mean, I think, I, 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 I think they, I think the hero value of what he did, when they needed to get the game, obviously you're watching that, that was old school Colts or like, Oh, it's tight game against Jacksonville. And by the way, what if an otherwise pretty good season for Phil rivers and the Colts, what if it were, was bookended by losses to Jacksonville in week one and week 17 to oh, yeah. from the playoff. That would have been dark stuff. But anyhow, I had um, the frigging Colts. I was nervous. I had them on every money sure. line parlay. The Jacksonville had nothing to play for. Robinson was out. They had, you know, I guess they had the number one pick locked up so they could try to win, but that was scary as shit. Uh, towards the end, down 2014 these, with the ball. These big backs, like we've talked about, are extra effective um, counterintuitively in the 21st century because of the sub packages defenses are throwing out there, which allows for Derrick Henry to create those highlight reel, shove defensive backs down to the ground, grown men kind of kind of stuff. And like I say, 250 yards with your playoff lives on the line is is uh, is a, a heroic deed that shall be remembered for many moons in uh, in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, also though, as Charlotte kind of hints at is Aaron Rodgers season, does it rank in the top, like legitimately half dozen or so greatest quarterback seasons of the Super Bowl era, 1984 Marino, 2011 mm. Aaron Rodgers. I always forget which one it is for Manning, but I think it's 2012 or 2013 would probably be up there. Maybe Brady the year that they went undefeated in the regular season. And, but Aaron Rodgers maybe is the first guy to have two nominees for the greatest single season by a quarterback at the mm. Super Bowl era. This, I mean, this was a, even in all, everything tilted in favor of the quarterback, remember where we were going into this season. Man, the Packers didn't help Rodgers at all. Oh, yeah. they, they didn't give him a receiver. And they, yes, they did lean on the running game to allow for Rodgers to get off. But I mean, what he and Devontae Adams did this year. Um, oh, he and LaFleur you know, hate yeah, each other. He hate right. Brady. He can't look at Jordan Love on the sideline. Yeah, Robert all that Tunyon, stuff. for goodness sakes. Remember, yeah. who who ma- makes players around him better? That people Always. love talking about that stuff. People love talking about Tom Brady with that kind of stuff. Look at what he did for Robert Tunyon. Well, here's the other thing. I'm surprised you're not bringing up this back. T- I mean, he's got an all-pro uh, lineman out. And it does. Right. I don't want. I don't want to say it doesn't seem to matter, but he really more than anybody else knows how to play around it. Um, assuming the Bears were playing their hardest, well, and I think they were, and that's a tough defense uh, to to begin with. He's one of the quarterbacks who, at thirty six, he's he's not you know up there with um, Brady or Breeze, but 
you know, you mm-hmm. look at these guys where it Eli Manning looks more and more like the smart one for sort of getting out when he did. And you look at Rogers, who doesn't seem to be quite as hindered by an inability to move or like he he's not sort right. of falling apart yet in the way that some of these other guys are. So, you know, I, I think that in itself is also impressive how long he's been in the league and adapting yeah. to these new defenses and, and, and offense, you know, it, it just he's really I really kind of hope that he gets MVP, which is strange because I also really hope Derrick Henry gets MVP. But I kind of know that Derrick Henry won't get MVP. So, like, let's just go with Rodgers. But I do think what he's been doing is super impressive, especially for how long he's been doing it. Mm-hmm. If, if there's a Mount QB, Aaron Rodgers is kind of right at the peak and on either side on one side. Sit Roethlisberger and uh, then the guys older than him, Breeze and Brady. And then on mm-hmm. the other side, the guys who can run a little bit. And otherwise, Russell Wilson is right next to Aaron Rodgers up there. Right. Um, it feels like the old guard versus the old guard, the old guard versus new guard of these playoffs. It, it, it all comes to a, a head with Aaron Rodgers and what he does. This could be the last and final shot of the old guard QBs, whether it is Brady, Breeze, Roethlisberger, or Rodgers. But if Rodgers can get over just this once and win the Super Bowl against Mahomes or otherwise, I think it stops the Mahomes is going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. And it also raises the possibility, especially if Rodgers beats Brady in a playoff game, then does do we leave? Are we in mid-February and beyond? Are we talking about Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. I think that we could very well six weeks from now be talking about that. It's tough. He showed it. He's the best. Tough to tough to topple Tampa's six right there, but um, potentially, potentially. The, the thing that gets me is these guys, whether it's Brady or Rodgers, these old the old guard, the changing the guard. I think they have at least three years left. I agree. Right? I think that <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if Brady won the Super Bowl next year. Right. Like yeah. that's how I. I don't think he's slowing down the way I want him to slow down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Slow down for Charlotte. I think those are the oh. new uh, shirts the, the, <laughs> to rival the Savenge shirts. Bring them. Um, all right. Hey, oh, let's take a water break, guys. You know, Ooh. we could talk about MVPs. We have our own personal MVPs. Crown Royal back doubling down on its responsible drinking commitment and bringing the Crown Royal water break to even more sports this year with the help of sports NFL royalty and 15-time All-Star MVP and NBA champion Kevin Garnett. This year, Crown Royal wants to remind fans how important it is to keep their beloved community institutions and small businesses open in partnership with the Main Street Alliance. Crown Royal is giving back to help preserve important places, including those that can make our sports community special. Please join their efforts and be sure to crown your sports bar. And we are now going to take our Crown Royal Athletes of the week, my crown royal athlete of the week, Justin Fields. We talked about him earlier. Ohio State quarterback goes out there, puts a hurting on Clemson. 22 of 28, 385, six touchdowns, adds 42 yards rushing. All he heard was, oh, Jets fans crying because they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence now. They have the backup plan, Justin Fields. He's like, back up my ass. Watch what I do. I'm going to hang six touchdowns on Clemson's defense. Clemson was a seven-point favorite, but no, not to be. And now there's talk about Urban Meyer getting that Jacksonville position. Maybe if he gets Jacksonville position, he drafts Justin Fields. We saw them. He was, uh, you know, he was like kind of like sly sitting in the crowd there 
watching things go. Maybe he takes Justin Fields. Maybe the Jets get their wish. They get Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Trevor Lawrence doesn't even come out. That would be funny too for the Jets. But Justin Fields is my crown royal athlete of the week. Charlotte, what about you? My crown royal athlete of the week is a coach, and it's Eric Bieniemy, uh, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. He is—he's been the top guy for a while now in terms of OCs, but he's really the top guy now because there are a bunch of teams who need a head coach. And uh, so far, two teams have requested, uh, well, as of an hour ago, this could have changed by now, um, have requested interviews with him, which is uh, the Falcons and the Lions. We just, you know, the Jets fired Gase. Um, We just found out that Anthony Lynn is out at the Chargers. And I just think that the best possible scenario would be if the NFL turned um, turn this into sort of like The Bachelor, like make the enemy The Bachelor, and then owners have to woo him. Mm. Um, and each week he dismisses a different one. You know, he's like, um, Arthur B., I'm sorry, this just isn't going to work. <laughs> I don't I don't trust your ability to hold on to a lead. Um, and I think it could make some uh, really compelling television and uh, add a little spice to the head head coaching search. All right. I like that. Dave? Well, the enemy's a, my, a man of fashion. He'll choose the Chargers, of course, because they uh, who could beat that uh, delicious powder blue? <laughs> he doesn't get um, to wear the uniform, Dave. He would just be on the sideline. With like a- let's change that for 2021, <laughs> too. Right. If it's good okay. enough for baseball skippers, it's good <laughs> enough for uh, pro football head coaches. Um, speaking of football, I got to give a shout out to football for always being there for us in the worst, <laughs> in the darkest of times. You go back to school, it, the, the sky is falling, summer's over. At least you got football. And then, yeah, I got to go back to school after a, uh, after a wonderful holiday break and you're in the dead of winter and what's the point of any of it? The playoffs. That's why you live. They give mm. you something to look forward to. The people I feel bad for are people who don't like sports because that's what sports gives you, something to look forward to. You know what, though? I have to look back very quickly because uh, back at the start of December, as Washington's uh, defensive front started to emerge, I said for them really to become legendary, Iconic. They need a good nickname. I threw out, um, you know, uh, the D state I thought would be fun. The first round foursome, a tip of the hat to the fearsome foursome from the LA Rams. But I settled on Maroon four. Mm. And so much to my surprise, watching that bum game, uh, of Washington and Philly on Sunday night. What did I hear? The play by play icon, Al Michael say, take a listen. Just beat those four guys. Call the Maroon Four. Wow. Maroon. Ow, Mike. Did you do that, Dave? Do you believe in miracles? I do now, (laughs) Al. I do now. Thanks to you. I love it. Al Michaels picked up what I'm laying down. Saddle. Just consider it all downhill from here because I have peaked. Thank you, Al Michaels. (laughs) And thank you, Maroon Four. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Al Michaels. By the way, who the hell knew we would listen to as a listener? Let me tell you, I'm for real. Let me say for real. Uh The math is pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. I do think that Washington, Al Michaels and Chris Collins were sit with the Washington PR people. I tweeted it this at Washington. It's not like nobody picked it up. Uh I think Washington said they said, What do you think of this defensive run? Like, I bet you the Washington PR people were like, some people are calling it Maroon Four. Ooh, Some people are saying, know. "Oh, poor well, Dave, poor Dave, poor Dave, delusional. He's delusional." I think you need to take a take a you water think, break. Splash some water on your face. You think ninety-seven-year-old Al Michaels came up with that gem on his own? <laughs> no way. Wake up! I think he's a huge Maroon Five fan. Dave, just take. Uh, yeah, it could be Didn't that. They just, play the Super Bowl once. He knows. You know who how they are. I know he doesn't know that, that he wouldn't know that reference on his they own. They played the Super Bowl because he called it. 
the Maroon Four. That's All fine. Well, he has to make it a little different. Yeah, it's uh, Grayson wasn't Cunningham. Wasn't that the, the one in Atlanta in 2018? Didn't am I making that up? Adam Levine, Levine. What? It was Maroon Five. They played the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're so saying what? that's so how, I'm saying so Al Michaels know. knows who Maroon Five is. Potentially, but he called it the Maroon Four, which means well, he doesn't. Grayson Cunningham doesn't know who, who pop bands are, and, <laughs> and, and neither Cunningham. does Al Michaels. <laughs> Is that gonna? But Maroon Five, in a related note, is going to be the is going to be singing the first song of uh, of the wedding. Day. I don't know. I blew it. The oh, Jim and John. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, Grayson, well, David, the either best way, man. he's gonna. I think you should be speech. allowed to sell. Uh, do you, Do you believe in miracles? T shirts alongside this Avenged World Tour. You're goddamn which- right. Two can play that. People are like, are you mad? No, I'm not mad. I'm happy. Al Michaels is a legend. He and I teamed up for a gangbusters nickname that will live beyond both our days. All right. That was a crown royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at crown royal on Instagram. Well, we've done it again, guys. We got through Monday. We did it. Um, You know what? I called on people to, I said, it's too hard to think of, uh, uh, New Year's resolutions, and I have 175 pounds to lose, so that's fine. I'll, I'll do that. But I thought maybe we could have. How fun much with did this. you gain for real? How much did you really? No, gain? No, I didn't really gain life? that much. I just feel no? sluggish. And uh, <laughs> what do you mean now? No, you know, yes, no. I just uh, I've not looked worse, and I and I don't feel great. And I told on uh, Simmons last night. I was saying how my kid got the VR, the virtual reality thing, for his birthday. Yeah, and. I put it on because I was seeing that I was there. They were boxing some guy and I boxed and I almost died on New Year's <laughs> Eve. I couldn't get through nine minutes because you have to throw punches. You have to throw like it to stay alive. Uh, I'm not literally getting punched in the head, but I was and they're like laughing. I mean, they're like, oh, dad. And I'm like, I can't quit. This is terrible if I quit. And uh, so that midway through the third round, I decided I'm going to give it my all. If I die here on New Year's Eve, so be it. I can't embarrass myself. And I got through it, and they weren't even that impressed. And I was uh, leaning over the toilet for the next time. Uh, John Todd Van Damashek fancies uh, yeah. that VR thing. Is it cool? It's pretty cool. It is better cool. than like Should PlayStation Five. If you get one or the other, you would get VR no, over PlayStation. I, well, 5. I think PlayStation Five. You have a, 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 as as far as I know, the VR doesn't. There's only a few games right now that you could you could do, but it's outside. It's it's unlike anything else. So. Uh, I'm like an it, old man. I'm I, like Al Michaels calling it the Maroon Four. I'm like the VR. I think right. it's just VR, right? Well, PlayStation I don't know. Five. None of is us not, know. I think I'm, it's VR. I'm too old to know that now. It's going to kill you, though. It's going to potentially <laughs> kill you. Potentially kill me. <laughs> We're getting be a great death. <laughs> getting back to the um, getting back to the New Year's resolutions. Did you hear I put about it out Cousin there. Sal? Did you hear <laughs> about him? It. That'd be the perfect way for me to go. <laughs> you guys massive, take over the show. But if you die in virtual reality, is it a virtual death and then you come back to life? <laughs> oh, maybe. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think I'd be so lucky. Makes you um, think. You know, nobody... if you die in virtual reality, you die in real life. Too. <laughs> it's a dream. like the dream state. Nobody. Uh, um, I, I didn't see great submissions for us. I mean, people were mean. The extra Someone points Someone went game. on a rant about how you need to get me off the podcast. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. What, where? On Twitter? I was drunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the extra points gang at gmail.com. I asked people to reach out. And then I then I did it on Twitter last night because I didn't like our the submissions. I don't know. Some were mean. This one needs to talk less, whatever. But uh, I didn't get any. So if we want to give it another whirl, otherwise we're on our own, kids. The extra I'm- points gang at gmail.com if you want to make up resolutions for me or Charlotte or Dave. But 
Other, otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just not going to resolve anything. Yeah, we'll give it till March. And okay. then if people can't come up with it, uh, so be it. All right, Dave, uh, big playoff week. You're at Damashek on Twitter. Yeah, get it off on the right foot. It's time to, I, I, I like fun. I, I like, uh, you know, uh, one of my hobbies is doing stuff I like to do. Um, but it's time to get serious, Steelers fans. The Browns, it's a cute story, but it's time to end it. Savenge, it's it's upon us now. Get your your Savenge uh, T-shirt. And then also, for the fans who didn't make it, like Giants fans, if you're upset and you're swearing, I have the perfect show for you starting on Netflix tomorrow, January 5th, The History of Swear Words starring oh, yeah. Nicolas Cage. Make sure you check it out. It's going to be gangbusters. We're All right. Can't it's going to be a fun house. one. All right. History of swear words, Charlotte. And of course, minus three. We'll give you all the uh, the best bets for that one. We'll dig deep. I, I suspect we'll get into Steelers Browns with Jeff Schwartz, Eddie Spaghetti, and myself. Does the history, we got away from it because there haven't been many um, examples of it, but the history of swear words, uh, we, we I felt we made a little little dent in there. Remember what the, uh, you got to be effing kidding me. We had like yeah, three athletes right. in two weeks hit it up. Justin Thomas started it and there was someone online. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe we weren't. Maybe we weren't represented. I think we did that. I think we can take credit for swears. <laughs> Charlotte at the Wilder things. Yes, sir. At the Wilder things. Wrote about the Browns. I've got some cool stuff coming up this week that I'll fill you in on Wednesday when I know more about it. But um, I think it'll be pretty cool. Are you really right. making a trip? What? You going to a football game this weekend, Charlotte? No. Oh, you're not going to any games. I thought I saw you. I didn't know if you were kidding or not that you might attend one of those. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I was I joke that the first game between the Giants and the Eagles next year, I will 100 oh, percent oh, be oh, there. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Why the hell not? We should all go. Eddie, you're going too, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Eddie, I'll see you at MetLife. We're going to that game. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, that's your assignment. You didn't do a good job with the uh, with the resolutions, but we need a good Photoshop of Eddie Spaghetti as Robert De Niro on the payphone outside the diner banging it. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> Brother Bry put up, uh, he sent us a funny thing with Eddie Murphy. I don't know, was that from the Raw tour or something, Joel? I don't know what it was, but Eddie Murphy actually saying, Fuck you, Eddie Murphy, which is what which is what the Eagles the Eagles did to our uh, Eddie Murphy. To our yes. Eddie Murphy, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Listen, a reminder for all you out there: you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all our favorites. See you Wednesday. Hey. 